Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. So I was in the shower, I was cleaning my ass and making all the shirts all sparkly, spanky clean. I'm not the funny one, I'm the pretty one. Cock shots. <laughs> I just checked myself out. The glory hole is like a, a like dick theater. I imagine you're kind of Which means your pants had better come off. Mama needs playtime. We're not sluts. We just love love. Alright, repeat after me. Red leather, yellow leather. Red leather, yellow leather. Red leather, yellow leather. Red leather, yo- yellow leather. Easy. <laughs> leather, leather, leather. 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 <laughs> like the, the cow material. Leather. Leather. <laughs> what are you fucking with me now? I'm on the swingle. <laughs> I, I sometimes struggle with that. <laughs> I'm sorry. I thought she was fucking with me. Okay. No, I'm not. Red leather, yellow leather. Red leather, yellow leather. Okay. Holy shit. <laughs> Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another By the By. This is Angela. This is Bradford. Yep. Welcome back. Hey. <laughs> we have a few other guests in the room. We have guests. Yeah. Be our guests. Be it happens guests. sometimes. Yeah. Um, we have the lovely Madeline. Hello. And the lovely Cranky Bear. Hello. <laughs> and you've just blown out our listeners' earpods. Um, <laughs> they're now deaf. Um, Cranky Bear has, I'm going to say this, the most resonating, loud, booming voice I have ever heard from any human being in real life. I would tend to agree. Thank you. And so does the courts. Wow. So, I just, I, I can imagine, like... 40, 50 years ago, if someone like him had a voice, what they would do, his voice, they would like have him speak into a resonator, and then that resonator would be up against a woman's clit. So it's like a human vibrator just with sound. Wow, you went to a different place than me. I was just going to say he's got a great radio voice. Oh, he's got a face for radio? Is that what you just said? That's insulting. That's not what I said. And we're back. Yes. Um, yeah. So tell our lovely listeners at home, the microphone people. Hello, microphone people. Hello, microphone people. Um, why Why they're here. So we wanted to bring Madeline in and talk to her because she was a former sex worker. And so we wanted to get her perspective on, on the industry, some of her experiences. And I mean, come on, let's let's be honest. We wanted some stories. Yeah. Because everybody likes a good story. Brown chicken, brown cow. <laughs> so Madeline, would you like to tell us more about yourself and your, your work? Sure. Um, well, hi guys, I'm Madeline. Um, I used to be a former sex worker and I started, uh, well, let's, let's be honest, I started in Happy Endings is initially where I started. So that involves massage followed by handjob at the end of the day. Okay, pause. So I'm curious now, I'm all excited because I love that. I mean, that's like one of my favorite things to do. Um, mm-hmm both giving and giving the happy ending. Anyway, so how does, how does one do that? Do you like, 
did you start out just as a massage therapist? Did you go in saying this? Did you go into it, I guess, going, well, I guess I'm going to start giving happy endings now. Or did somebody say to you, hey, can, can I get a happy ending? How did that, like the first time? I know I'm, I'm, I'm cutting into your story, but I'm fascinated by it. Okay. Well, essentially, you know, I, I had some burning questions because um, I was brought up in a very, uh, I don't know, sheltered kind of way. And, you know, I was brought up that, well, doing such things like this, you know, that's an absolute no-no. And I suppose I went through this stage of, well, I need to rebel. And I... I would always, I'd always been curious about, you know, that, that sort of, I hate to say, but seedier side of the world. And I saw an ad in the paper and I just went, well, you know what? I need, I need the work. I need money. I was broke at the time. And I had, a, as I said, lots of burning questions. So I, I called them up and said, look, I'm interested. Um, how about it? And they said, yeah, come in and we'll give you an interview. Basically, I think... Um, I mean, I'm, I'm sort of not an ugly person, but I wouldn't say I was supermodel type either. But I think they took one look at me and, yep, yep, you can make us some money. We'll take you in. We'll show you how it's all done. And that is essentially all it is. It's not a very interesting story. Well, well it, but it leads <laughs> to some fascinating questions. Yeah. Like, yeah. is there a training period where, like, I mean, because, again, uh, the, the happy ending thing is like, they're like uh, let's see, how quickly can you create this happy ending? <laughs> I mean, is that part of the interview process? They're like, oh, by the way, you're going to be giving happy endings. Or is that like, is it, was that a, a surprise bonus to the job? I don't know. <laughs> well, I, I already knew what I was walking into, essentially. Okay, cool. I already knew that side of it. Um, okay. I had no massaging experience whatsoever. <laughs> so you you kind of sort of make it up as, as you go along. So you were sent, I was essentially shown around the place, a tour of where I worked. Um, that lasted for oh, about 45 minutes. These are our rooms. These are the rules. This is essentially what we expect of you. You give a massage if you're, if you're booked for an hour. This is essentially you massage for an hour or you talk for an hour. And then you give a, ha- a hand job at the end of it. And it was like, okay, I can do that. I I'm, feel I'm pretty good at hand jobs. Yeah, okay. <laughs> pretty easy, really. Like, how many times did you get employee of the month? <laughs> I don't know, but I did earn reputation eventually of getting the title of Madeline Magic Fingers. So, so does that give you some idea? <laughs> I feel like I need to explore these magic for, fingers. For real. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, full disclosure to all of our listeners at home, seated right behind her is our brand new massage table. <laughs> Yes, we just bought it this past week. Anyone so looking for a hand job? <laughs> and now we pause the podcast. Um, <laughs> so, okay, cool, cool. All right. Go, I'm sorry uh, for all the interruptions, but uh, please continue. No, that's okay. Um, so, basically, I remember, I actually specifically remember my first client. So, basically, after the tour is done, yep, you're straight into it. Wow. Yeah, basically. Wow. Yeah. So there was no come back at a later, it was just immediate. Yeah, pretty okay. much. Like this first day of work, this is how it's done. Bang, I was into it. So that was the thing that, that was curious because at the time I I remember distinctly feeling, well, who's going to want to do that with me? Because mm-hmm. um, I'm someone that experienced a lot of low self-esteem issues at the time. Now I'm thinking, well, okay, Who's going to want to do that? And sure enough, within, I think it was really funny because the first guy that came into the joint was like, oh, yeah, what's your name? And, you know, you're obviously given a not, you don't give out your real name for obvious reasons. Madeline Albright. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. 
Oh, the most handsome woman. Yeah. <laughs> She's a very handsome woman. Sorry, please continue. <laughs> it's okay. Um, and he sort of said, oh, you know, you, you go, you, you introduce yourself. Hello, I'm Madeline. And what's your name? He says, oh, you know, my name's Damien. And I was like, oh, hello, it's nice to meet you. And how's your day been? And this is the middle of the day. And he said, oh, yeah, and, you know, it's not been too bad. Oh, how long have you been here for? And I literally remember <laughs> saying to him, what's the time? Oh, that's great. <laughs> and he said, oh, it's such and such time. I said, well, I've been here for about 20 minutes. And he's like, oh, okay, well, I might take you then. Is that okay? <laughs> Fresh meat. Yes, breaking in the newbie. <laughs> and, yeah, um, it was literally, I was literally there. After the tour, 20 minutes in, got my first client is basically it. And um, it didn't take very long. He was only, I think from for memory, he was only half an hour booking. Mm-hmm. And I, I literally got him there within like 10 minutes or something, I think it was. I didn't even have to do a full massage on him. He was, yeah, pretty much. He was much. pretty keen. Yeah, pretty much. So uh, was he a repeat client? No, unfortunately. Oh. He didn't come back, unfortunately. But, you know, I did have my regulars, don't get me wrong. I had very regular clients, some really great guys. Like, they were really nice and, um, you know, very friendly types. And then there were the more annoying clients. I remember actually there was this older guy, I would say. He used to come in and start singing at me. And that was like, oh, my God, please don't. I'm sorry, he would do what? He would sing. Sing. like yeah, sing. full on sing at me. <laughs> what kind of music? Yes. Um, like he was like an elderly type gentleman. who he, he was sort of Italian. And he thought he was this old crooner that, oh that had a really great scene. But he would actually sing in Italian and it was like, oh, oh please, I, I think it's very sweet of you to do that, but can we, can we not do that, please? <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, sole mio. <laughs> I, I do love that. That makes yeah. me... Did he ever bring you pasta? <laughs> no, he never brought me pasta, mm. but he was just... Just yeah. a wet noodle? Yeah. Oh, Bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> El dente. <laughs> it means to the tooth. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I mean, I had lots of great regular clients, mm-hmm. and a lot of the times I found that most of those gentlemen that would come in, they just they just wanted to sit in a, in a spa and um, just chat about just crap, just anything and everything. Someone to listen to them. Yeah. It's yeah. so funny because you hear that so often. I think a lot of us, including me for the longest time, thought that was just sort of this trope that sex workers would say. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. oh, well, the guys just wanted someone to talk to. The guys just wanted someone who would listen to them. And it gave them a chance to vent and to feel accepted and, and well, listened to. I think the other perception is these guys walk in because they're perverts, they're seedy, they just, they just want to fuck everything. Excuse my language, but that's basically no, what no, they're... No, no, that's normal on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but, that, but that's basically what the percep- general perception is. And these guys are just ordinary guys that just want to escape the everyday mundane, boring things. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, you know... Maybe their marriage isn't working out, so or their relationship with someone isn't working out so well. And sometimes they just want to come and chat. I remember distinctly there was a guy. He only ever saw me the once. There was a lot of one timers, but he came in and he would. All he wanted to do was talk about his his wife and all their problems and all the rest of it. And I think I remember saying, "Look, it sounds to me like you guys need to really start to get to know each other again." And you know. 
you, you need to kind of romance her again and get that spark back again. And I think it was sort of like a moment of clarity for him because he turned and said, yeah, you're absolutely right. That's exactly what I need. And it's funny because he said, look, if ever you want to get out of this, oh, you, I've, I've, got, I've got all these chains of restaurants. You can come and get a job <laughs> with me. And I said, oh, thank you. I'll, I'll certainly consider that. But, yeah, a lot of – I think that's the general perception. These guys want to come in and, you know, they're, they're really – they're just a bunch of perverts, but they're not. They, they're just human. They're human beings. Just mm-hmm. like the rest, we all have needs. Mm. Mm-hmm. And it's sometimes good to be around someone who's removed from the situation, someone who's yeah. completely out of out of your little world and someone who is just different. It's, it's nice to have that escape sometimes. Yeah, exactly. And that's what I think a lot of guys do. They, they, they want to see a girl that is not their, their other half. Mm-hmm. That's another thing that comes into play. Um, I remember working with many different girls of varying shapes and sizes and you know I used to think oh because I'm a certain body shape and I've got certain hair color oh yeah I'm going to be an instant kill some days I wouldn't get a single client and yet the girls you would think oh there's no possible way they're ever going to get they would get all the clients Mm -hmm. so you know you shouldn't ever sort of judge a book by its cover so Mm. to speak Yeah. yeah so yeah. yeah. So how long did you do the massage happy ending thing? For? Um, I did that, wow, I'm just trying to remember myself. I did it for a, very, a while, um, a good over six months. And mm-hmm. then unfortunately there was an, a nasty incident that happened there and I just went, no, I have to leave it for a while. And then I ended up moving into um, brothel work. I, I, again, needed the money. Um, I was in a desperate situation at the time. But again, still had a lot of burning questions and wanted answers to so i decided to go and rough work as opposed to escort work because i mean if you look at me <laughs> can you imagine me going up against a whole group of guys if they decided to take advantage of the situation there would be no one there to protect me so that's why i went with rough work because if i scream a whole bunch of people are going to come running mm. so that's why i decided to go with rough work. a little bit safer yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. basically so um yeah, I ended up at a brothel and I worked with all sorts of people and had lots of regular clients there as well. So, And that was very interesting kind of work. Um, yeah, um, again, same situation. Um, lots of guys want various different things. And, you know, whatever your kink or your, whatever you're attracted to is, is your thing, but, you know, um, some guys would take advantage of the situation. They like to try and push their luck, but a lot of the time you have to tell them who's boss. Mm-hmm. So I don't think you have any issue with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. Again, I had lots of uh, lots of guys. Um, I distinctly there, actually there were a couple of guys there I never once had sex with. Never mm-hmm. once. They just wanted to come in and chat or just get a hand job. It was just. It's very interesting what does come through through those doors. I actually remember there was one girl there, um, she actually was telling me a tale um, where um, you go through the usual booking methods and all the rest of it, and she came back into the room and the guy was actually having a wank to her shoes. So very Mm -hmm. interesting stuff there. I I never came across that. I do remember I had a client once that um, all he wanted me to do was literally hit him in the dick. Wow. That's all he wanted me to do. Like, where the the stockings that I had on, just keep them on. The rest of me was naked. And he said, yeah, just with your legs spread, sit there, hold my dick and go whack, whack, whack. Wow. Yeah. 
I mean, different strokes for different folks, quite clearly. But um, that's, I think it's fascinating. That's... Yeah. 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 Um, I actually remember there was another guy... um, yeah, he. I. I never. I wasn't into the whole shitting on someone thing. That was. That was not something I was into. But yeah, nah. He. He wanted someone to physically. Wow. Want to do a shit and like the thing is, guys will pay money for that sort of thing. If they. If that's their thing, they will pay in excess of like hundreds of dollars for that. And I was just like, no, I'm not going to do that one. That's just gross. So how often <laughs> would you get a request like that where you had to say no? Was that not common or common? or? Uh, it would be pretty common, actually. Yeah. Um, annual is not really one of my things either. I'm not really into that. But the requests I used to get for that, and I would be asked, like, they would be willing to pay in excess of $1,000 for that if if they were really that desperate. They would send them my way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to put a pair of boobs on you. And... <clears throat> yeah, no, the amount of times I used to get that request was just amazing. And, you know, you... When you go out to the room to meet these guys, they actually physically try to grab your bum and that sort of thing. And you're sort of like, really? Do you really have to do that? So admittedly, it's it's still something that's on my bucket list to go to a brothel and, and yep. have that brothel experience. Mm-hmm. Um, do you is there a negotiation once you when you when you walk in mm-hmm. like I guess describe because I know a lot of our listeners are in the states where it's still illegal in in uh, 49 of the 50 states and the one state in which it is legal it's only in a small area that it's mm-hmm. that uh, sex work is legal um so to walk us through what does it look like for if when you walk into the, to okay, the brothel? Well, i'll kind of briefly describe where i used to work so basically okay you get to the the door of the brothel and where i was there was a set of stairs mm-hmm. you walked up the stairs you actually ring the bell okay because there's a big there was a big iron gate um, and then the madam of the brothel would answer the door and show you in. Um, and basically you, the client would sit down on the, on the lovely chairs they had there. Or in which case, some guys may not want to be out in the open like that. So they would prefer a private intro room. So it depends on which brothel you go to. Um, and then if they were out in, out in the open as they were, um, the madam would come into where our girls were and say, look, we have a client. Um, we we generally have um, security footage mm. in our... Oh, like CCTV our, kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, basically. And um, basically, if we knew the guy, we, we didn't have to go out there. Or if we had a bad experience with that client, we didn't have to go back out there to go and green. Because I had a few of those as well. Um, bad experiences or you knew the fellow? No bad experience. Okay. Although I did almost have a close encounter because there was somebody there that I knew that I went to high school with, but he wouldn't have recognised me because when I was in high school, I had the glasses, the pimples all over the face. <laughs> wouldn't have recognised me, and I was sort of insignificant to him. But I certainly knew who he was. And you may not want to take that chance. So. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I sort of avoided yeah. that situation yeah. like plague. But um, yeah, but basically, if we once we look on the screen um, and we confirm, no, okay, that's I know who that guy is, or no, that's a new one. Let's go out there and let's go and try and make a like a claim, sort of thing. Now, I think the important thing is if you're going to go to a brothel, um, I mean, each to their own. How you prefer to be treated by somebody, and there is a type. Some guys love it when girls are just I don't give a shit about you sort of attitude, or there's like, oh hey, I'm so and so, how are you, or Oh, whatever, whatever your case may be. Um, in, in the case where I used to work, a lot of the girls were a bit like, oh, I don't give a shit about you. Eh, yeah, hi. 
and walk off. I wasn't like that. I believe if you're going to get more flies with honey, so I was always very polite. I was always very polite. I would always go, oh, hey, hi, I'm Madeline. What's your name? It's nice to meet you. And I would go and take a seat. So each girl would come up and introduce themselves to you. And then basically if there's a girl you like and there's something in particular you want, like basically when you go to a brothel, there's a standard service, okay? So that might include um, hand job, um, basic sex, so nothing mm-hmm. too out of the ordinary there. That's basically a standard service. So if you want kissing, if you want, um, you know, certain positions, you want a blowjob in that done in a particular way, then that's 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 could be charged as an extra if you want it. Um, for me personally, I included kissing in my standard service. Not every girl's going to want to do that because mm-hmm. kissing for some people is a very um, special moment. For me, it's like it's a kiss. Who cares? <laughs> right. <laughs> and I, to be honest, with with kissing, I mean, it sort of starts get it starts to get things rolling. Like if you're just going to go to a client, hey, yeah, it doesn't. Yeah, for me, it didn't make the process flow very well. I found kissing helped helped the situation a lot better it got things rolling um so i included it as a standard service things i wouldn't include in a standard service like if you wanted a particular fantasy for example Mm -hmm. um i remember there was this one gentleman who kind of wanted a dominatrix um submissive kind of situation and he would pay through the nose for that so he would pay about two hundred dollars up front just for that and basically, he wouldn't get too like we would go through everything and we would negotiate that. But basically, all he wanted um, was he was the dominant party, and basically, I just had to submit to his will. But I explained to him that I wasn't willing to be tied up, I wasn't willing to do this and that. And he said, "No, that's not my thing." I just he would lightly. It wasn't like a huge hard slap, but it was just like a to the face. Mm-hmm. But he knew that if he did any harder, then it was over. That was mm-hmm. it. But he was one of my regulars, and he always obeyed that. So he would he would literally pay me two hundred dollars up front just Jeez. for that, plus the on the cost of using the brothel for the for the purpose. Mm-hmm. Which was my next question is like because I know I'm, I'm jumping around a bit, but like mm. cost and pricing. How much of the money do the do the girls get, and how much of it does goes back? Is it a percentage base, or is it a flat fee for you're using the room? There's a flat fee for using the room, and I think in it depend. I think it depended on how long. It's been a while since I've been in the industry, but the um, basically the standard flat rate for me. I think if you were using the room for an hour, that was eighty dollars went for the hire of the room, and you got everything else. Okay. So we, uh, what was it again? I'm just trying to remember. I think it's about one hundred and sixty for an hour. I was going to say because when I when I've looked at it online, it's everything from one hundred and fifty an hour to three hundred an hour, depending on where you are, yep. age of the person, yep. the race. You know, it's it's interesting how age and race have a, a pretty. Mm-hmm. We never worried about age and race. Well, I mean, for the as a, a punter going to a, a brothel, mm. like it's the that. Typically, the Asian brothels are much less expensive. Yeah, there's than a the reason for that. Caucasian. No, there's a reason for that. Um, basically, the reason why... Okay, be careful when you go to certain brothels because if you go to those cheap, nasty Asian brothels, yeah, be prepared to take something home with you, if you know what I mean. You're mm. going to get all sorts of weird and wonderful things because when I worked in brothel, it, we had to do a 
uh, STD check on every single client that came through it. No matter how many times you've seen that client, you could have seen them two hours ago, we still have to do the check. But that's just a visual check, right? Yeah, but no, but we literally had okay. to inspect the whole penis oh, wow. and inspect their balls and everything. We had to do it. And I made sure I would do things like that because the amount of time, oh my God, the amount of times guys would walk in. And if I if I have to hear I got that from wanking, I'd be a very rich woman right now. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. No, and I... You're I, wanking wrong, my friend. <laughs> no, literally. I mean, seriously, there's a big scab on your dick. I mean, that's not right. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. no. And I remember there was this one guy, and this was a whole day of it. I just remember this one day, this whole day where every single guy that came in, there was something on them and it was just like really guys come on so how often uh speaking of stis how often were you checked and was there a requirement or was it a voluntary thing um no this requirement Mm -hmm. um well a lot of girls would try and back out of it but a lot of them would try and meet those requirements but uh, me personally i would i would me myself personally would get checked every three months okay um because the thing is, they, they the other thing a brothel will do is they actually take a, I think it was $40 or $20 out of your initial first booking, mm-hmm. right? That's a holding fee. So it's an incentive to complete the whole shift. So you, you work there for four hours and then you duck out, then they're, they're going to keep that because they want to keep that money. Um, if you didn't get an STD checked and show proof of that, then they would they wouldn't give you that money back even despite if you stay for the entire shift. So it it was just an extra incentive mm-hmm. to, you know, do the right thing. And it's, sometimes some of the girls wouldn't do it, and you think, why you're nuts? Why would you yeah. not? Yeah. Like yeah. you are nuts. You are you don't know who these people are. You don't know what they've got. You don't know where they've been. And there's no real negative to it. I wouldn't think because if you. If you're negative, then then you're negative. But if, if you do have something, then wouldn't you rather know it and be able to treat it? You would think or so. Or is that just because it might then put them out of work for a while? Um, I think, look, and from what I saw, um, a lot of the, I think that a lot of these, some of them, okay, I'm probably stereotyping some. And look, don't get me wrong, there are some girls there that were addicted to drugs. Mm-hmm. Okay, there were those ones. There's a lot of girls there that were there pure, primarily for um, business purposes. Mm-hmm. They wanted to en- earn that extra money to put towards business or whatever the case may be. Those girls were doing the right thing. Not to say that drug-affected girls didn't do those things, but some of them just, I think, because they were more concerned about getting that hit as opposed to being mm-hmm. safe. Well, I'll, I'll be honest, though. I mean, well, along that same line, working in restaurants, mm-hmm. I mean, you're, I mean, what you've just described is working in restaurants. Like, yeah. People are... And again, it's generalizing, but I think the, my point is is that any any population, you're going to have people who are addicted to drugs, and especially in in situations like brothels or or food service, where people it's an it's a you know it's a quick easy way say, to get money to yeah look you know I you know I felt dreadfully sorry for some of these girls because you know they were so they literally injecting themselves with heroin or mm. something like that mm. and you know I just think you have to be in a pretty desperate state to be to get to this yeah. point to do that no. you know and unfortunately then a lot of them weren't in their right mind some of them the mm. ones that were on drugs they weren't in their right mind they there would be fights in the in the change rooms and that sort of thing it would just you just avoided that situation at all costs. Mm. 
um, you know, some of them wouldn't come in with teeth and you think, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> You're just like, how, how are you going to make money with no teeth? Like, but it would be a regular occurrence. So you'd mm. see it all the time. And you go, would come in, you're like, it's quite, quite attractive on the outside. And then the, the moment they smell you, are like, oh, <laughs> okay. Mm. All right. Okay. We'll go with this. <laughs> D- different strokes for different folks. That's right. Like, so... Okay, so you've you've had the negotiation with mm-hmm. do you, do you call him a John? What do you what was the the client the client? I, I look personally myself. I call them the client because okay. they're here for a business purpose, yeah. right? It, it's purely a business. Yeah. It's not because I, I'm here to find a potential date or whatever the case may be. You're my you're a business partner. You know, you're here for business purposes. I'm here to negotiate a business deal, mm-hmm. right? Now, essentially, if they liked you, they call you back. Said, look. Do you do this service, this service, or this service, or whatever the case may be? And if I go, yeah, okay, yeah, I do. Okay, for example, there was I can remember one guy there saying, "Look, I like to be peed on." Yeah, okay, I'll do that one. Did you do that one? Yes, I did. Did you enjoy it? Oh, it was. <laughs> it's one of those in two minds sort of things. It's like, eh, it was okay. It wasn't really for me, but I get it. I get it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I get that one, but... Have you ever been peed on? No, I've never been peed on. <laughs> <laughs> I actually remember there was a guy, he had a saliva fetish. He had a real saliva fetish. And he said, no, I've got a real saliva fetish. I've got, to, I, I've got to have you put your saliva all over me. And I went, okay, sure, not a problem. Um, I didn't have an issue with that because that's all he wanted me to just basically put uh-huh. not spit on him but just dribble yeah. saliva everywhere all over him so I had to obviously keep my water up for that one but interesting yeah very interesting that is was, amazing. He, was he I mean, one of those people that because I know I've had a few people that I've kissed that are I don't know what you call it but they're like extra salivary that's like me Juicy. I'm extra you're, salivary. You're not that bad. I am very... I, no, because there's one guy I, that juicy. I kissed that was the like... The juice is loose, baby. <laughs> there was one guy that I kissed that was like literally like... you. He was just drooling, but he couldn't help it. It yeah. was just his body was producing that much saliva. You're just saliva. so hot that people are like, oh, 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 oh like Homer. Yeah. <laughs> but was he one of those? Was he like... <laughs> <laughs> no, Sorry. but was he like that, or was he just he enjoyed it on? No, him? he just loved it on himself. Yeah. He just okay. loved it when a when a girl would just dribble saliva, and he said, "Look, I know that's very oh, strange," yeah. and he felt very self conscious about it. But that's yeah. just my thing. I just love it, and I went, uh, that's, "That's cool. Everybody's yeah. got their thing. That's yeah. cool. I'm cool with that." So yeah, and he paid quite good money for mm. that. Um, again, not as part of a standard service. Um, are you guys familiar with the term a Roman shower? <laughs> Roman. No, no, but I like it already. Basically, I, I've been asked to do this before. It's It basically wants to be vomited on. Some guys no. love that. Yeah. I knew it was a thing. I didn't know that's what it was called. Yeah, and it's called a did Roman you do shower. That? No. Okay. Because <laughs> really my other, no, seriously, when you're in that industry, you have to keep your energy up. So I was eating yeah. all sorts of lovely food, and then somebody to ask me, could you please vomit? I'm like, I'm not wasting all that money to be spew on you, man. Like, no. How many people asked you that? I've had about three people ask me that. That's amazing. I, I love it. But, you know, again. But I've heard of some people having the breast feeding yep. um, yeah. thing too yep. i unfortunately don't have the capacity to do that i yeah but there were some girls there that had had children recently that could do the breastfeeding thing it, you know it's interesting when you've got these these um, 
the obscure fetishes, like niche or obscure fetishes, like the Roman shower, the saliva thing. Mm -hmm. I I still think it's a great, like sex work is a great way to get that. That's that's filling a need that somebody has Mm -hmm. in a very safe place. Yeah. Yeah. And it's going to be difficult for them to be able to fill that need from the general populace. Yeah. Well, yeah, you're that's not, not something it, you put on your Tinder yeah. profile. I like to be vomited on. Yeah. No, and that's exactly it. That's why most guys visit If these you like places. spew, then I'm for you. I yeah, mean, exactly. <laughs> exactly. But that wasn't really something I was into. But mm. there would be girls that be willing to do that. It, yeah. That was just not part of wow. my... I'm quite happy <sighs> to... I was quite happy to uh, carry out sort of fantasies to a certain degree. I mean, there was... A girl there, I remember, she was totally into the BDSM thing. Some guys just like to be whacked in the face for an hour. I mean, mm. I, I mean, whatever, whatever floats your boat. You what know? was one of the more common fantasies you were asked for? Um, believe it or not, I was actually asked like a girl on girl situation where um, one bloke, uh, yeah, a bloke would be doing same myself. And then the other girl would be sitting on the side going, oh, I can't believe you're doing that. Like, how dare you? Like, that's just so naughty. Like, that sort of thing. That would be a very common wow. sort of thing and to I've, do. Uh, that, that's in my yeah. experience. Yeah. Each to their own experiences, but that was my thing. And again, I see that as, I mean, in my mind, not a, hashtag not a psychologist, but in my mind, what that's showing is that the the other girl the, or the, the lady who is commenting negatively is the voice of society. Yeah. I mean, a guy wants to hear that what he's doing is wrong, is bad, is not good enough. And it's that mm-hmm. you're verbalizing what we all think about ourselves. Is that we're not good enough, this isn't isn't right, I'm doing something wrong, but he just wants to actually hear it verbalized. That's yeah. oof. And sometimes it's a confidence thing for some blokes. I I actually remember there was another client of mine. He used to come in quite regularly to see me and He'd had some recent prostate surgery and Mm -hmm. he'd obviously lost the ability to get it up fully. And he said, look, I'm I'm so self-conscious. I haven't been able to go near my wife. I haven't been able to go near anyone. So I gradually build his confidence up Mm -hmm. and we eventually had sex. And he said, you know what? That was that was amazing. You know, you've made me feel so much at ease. I feel a lot better about myself now. In actual fact, and. A lot of sometimes this would occasionally happen. Um, they'd somehow track me down. I don't know how that happens, considering I've given them a false name. I guess yeah, they they track you down eventually. Um, he sent me an email, say, thanking me very much for you know thank you for building my confidence up. You know you made me feel so much at ease. I can't you know I just can't thank you enough. So yeah, um, it's it's a confidence thing for some blokes, you know, mm. to, to make them feel like it is. I guess you, I don't know. I mean, I don't know what happened in that situation. Obviously, due to the, the prostate, because he had prostate cancer, um, maybe his wife was making him feel inadequate. I don't know. I don't mm. know what the situation was. But the fact that I was able to do that for him sort of made me feel good yeah. that I could It can do also that. be just getting in your own head. Yeah. Because your own head can be your, your own worst enemy. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. So, I mean, the big question... Did you enjoy it? Was it like, was an orgasm a perk or was that like? Believe it or not, I didn't orgasm that much, believe it or not. It's as as funny as that sounds. I think because I'm a lot of ways, um, look, don't get me wrong, I did on, on, on the odd occasion, but wasn't as regular as you think because 
in my mind, okay, a lot of the client, like I think the other thing is people get this this notion and fantasy, oh, when you become a, a working girl or a prostitute, you're going to get the, the really sexy male model type that's going to walk through the door and he's going to end, you know, all your misery and... Pretty it, woman. The pretty woman yeah, effect. No. Sorry, it doesn't work like that, guys. George Clooney never came. No, George Clooney did not visit me. (laughs) (laughs) George Clooney did not visit me. But, um, you know, not every client is ideal. Mm -hmm. Um, Some clients are damn near annoying. And you you can kind of see why they don't have a girlfriend and they're lonely. You're just like, yeah, I can see why. Like, it's a very interesting social experiment, if but anything else. Um, I can remember this young guy that used to come in all the time and he would book me for hours and hours and hours on end. And you sort of, I'm not really a drinking sort of person, but by three hours, I was like, I, like you take a break and I'd go out to the madam and say, can you please get me a drink right now? It's, I, I can't deal with this. Wait, so head. what was the issue? What was, what was he doing? He just wanted to talk and talk and talk and talk. And like after three hours, you kind of run out of things to yeah. do. Yeah. <laughs> Like, can we just not fuck now? (laughs) No, it wasn't fucking. He just wanted to talk and talk and talk. And I, like, there's only so many stupid jokes you can say about the porno that's playing or the stupid size of the spa that's in the room. Like, you get to a point, you're like, oh, shit, I'm running out of things to talk about. I'm trying to entertain this guy. And it's like, oh, shit, what do I say now? Okay, time to get drunk. <laughs> so he just wanted company is basically what yeah, it is. Yeah, but we never once had yeah. sex, believe it or not. We're laying there naked. He just, we never once had sex. And yet he would book me for hours and hours and hours. I think his grand total one time was six hours. That's like oh literally. Wow. Yeah. Just six hours of laying naked and. Yeah. Did you at least have like a snack break or? Yeah, toilet break and that sort of thing. Like that, that's why I would walk out. I've got to go to the toilet. I need to get a drink. He he knew I didn't drink, but I'd I'd secretly put vodka because vodka there's no taste. Right. Yeah. So I'd start drinking vodkas mixed with coke or whatever, and he was none the wiser. Wow. So, yeah. I mean, part of me is like good. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm lip fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. For him, I'm glad he could have a venue. Part of me is just, like, really sad for him because I'm like... Look, don't get me wrong, very lovely... He was yeah. a young man, like he was younger than myself, but 
at the same token, it's like, oh my God, you're doing my head in, man. Like, like I never mm. once treated a client badly unless because he treated me badly, but he was one of these types. It's like, okay, every time he, because he became quite a regular and you're just like, oh, please don't pick me. Please don't pick me. <laughs> and then he's, he's like, oh, Madeline, um, you've got a client. Who is it? Oh, it's so and so again. Oh shit! <laughs> oh no! There Please, goes my dad. No, not him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's yeah. <laughs> so, like on the on the whole, are you like? Was it a good experience? The 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 sex work? Yes, it was for me personally. Yes, it was. It was good and bad to a certain degree. Um, I think that's every job, but. Like, tell us the goods and, like, the bads. Well, basically, goods, I sort of answered some questions. Okay. I got to experience my bad girl side, I guess you could call it. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, I met my partner there, believe it or not. Mm. Yeah. All right. Now we need to move to that story then. (laughs) But, um, you know, the bad, like, it sort of certainly boosted up my confidence. It answered some preconceived ideas about myself and then I realized okay all right well that's answered that um answer to your question do I miss it sometimes yes I do I do Mm -hmm. miss it sometimes but in a lot of ways I don't um you know I I'm happy where I am now um as I said it does bring up your self-confidence but at the same token it can also have the opposite effect because you're the new girl on the block you've got all this attention you've got all this attention and then when you're in, been in it for a while and then you're not getting picked as much, yeah. it has the opposite effect. Mm. You think, oh, maybe that, that wrinkle in my face is starting to show, that grey hair is starting to show, oh, maybe I'm putting a, put a bit of weight on or, you know, you think, oh, I've lost it. I don't have that that capability anymore. So it, it, it's good and bad. Um, but it was funny, the day I decided to retire, <laughs> I actually said to a friend, I'm hanging out my high heels and hanging up my G-string. That's it. I'm done. <laughs> Pretty sure I've seen you in a G-string. <laughs> I'm not saying, I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, but no, I met I met my partner yeah. there. So that was probably, um, and it never actually meant to be um, that I was looking for somebody at the time, but... It just happened, you know. I was actually with somebody else at the time mm. and that wasn't really working that well. And then I met Cranky Bear here and, yeah. So tell us about when uh, Cranky yeah, Bear I, I'm kind of curious, yeah. Do you remember the first time that Cranky mm. Bear came in? And... Yes, I certainly do. Oh, tell them. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to hear your side and then I want to hear his okay, side. Okay, all right. Well, basically it was, um, I remember this, it was Wednesday night. <laughs> Wow, you do remember. That's Holy shit. I actually even remember what he was wearing. That's that's how clear. What was he wearing? He was wearing like, he'd just come from work, so he's wearing a white shirt, pair of black pants, and just his normal shoes that he wears to work. Okay. And I remember I was wearing, I think it was the secretary outfit I was wearing that night. Sploosh. Yeah. And I walked out, and it's the usual lineup of like, eh, hey, whatever. And I, w- I was first in line, so I went... Hello, my name's Madeline. What's your name? And he told me his. Oh, I'm Cranky Bear. Cranky Bear. (laughs) 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 And I said to him, well, it's lovely to meet you. And I sat down. And basically what I did, I sat there and I went, no, I'm going to get this client. I'm going to get this client. And I I just kept looking at him, smiling and sort of, you know, Wait, so were you a, did you find him attractive? 
Yeah. Not just interesting. Like, okay. he just looked like a character. Like, he looked like he was going to be fun. He is. I would say he does look like a character, and he is fun. <laughs> yeah, so, um, yeah. Um, so I went, no, I'm going to get this client. I'm going to get this client. And I was just, like, that determined. And all the other girls were like, eh, hey. Oh, hi. I, don't, I think from memory, if I recall, one of them didn't even look at you. Uh, no, no, it didn't. No. Not at all. No. And anyway, so we all sat down and the, the madam of the brothel said, okay, which one would you like? And he's like, I want that one. <laughs> I want that one. I can't even do your voice. <laughs> we'll get his side in a moment. Yeah, yeah, sorry. So I, he picked me and we went through the usual process, did the check, and I said, would you mind taking a shower, please? And I collected my money and put it away and came back into the room. And for the first 45 minutes of the entire booking, I just talked his ear off for 45 minutes. So you did all the talking. <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> and in that conversation, I think we were talking about um, the different types of farts one can manage to produce. <laughs> and he happened to mention he, he liked Star, the Star Wars movies. And I went, oh, that's really cool. And, you know, so, and he said, oh, we've only got 15 minutes left. We better get on with business sort of thing. And I went, oh, okay, yeah, sure, not a problem. And... I hate to mention it, but unfortunately, I couldn't get him going. I couldn't get him there. Magic fingers didn't work that day. It didn't work that day. (laughs) And the usual thing, the usual rule of thumb with that is if you couldn't get a guy up or off, generally they won't come back. And I went, oh, well, that's a bit of a bummer. Oh, okay. But the strange thing was I remember thinking after the booking, well, he was really nice and he was interesting and blah, blah, blah. And I went, oh, okay, well, that's a bit of a bummer. Anyway, didn't think anything of it, moved on. The following week, I think, was same day or same the same weekday. It was a Wednesday. Oh, Madeline, you've got a booking. Oh, yeah, who is it? Oh, it's Cranky Bear. Really? Oh, okay. <laughs> so, you know, got my hair and my makeup all done, and I distinctly remember, oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Walked out, and I walked out, hey, <laughs> you're back. He's like, yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, again, Hannah, I, I talked to him, talked, Talked his ear off again for, I think, 45 minutes, I think it was. Uh, or something like that. I can't honestly remember. Was it 45 minutes? Three hours? <laughs> Three hours. Three hours. Oops. Okay. <laughs> and uh, this time I was able to get him off of it. Uh-huh. So the magic fingers worked that time? Yeah, we got, got there that time. And I don't know what it was, but it was like, I really like this guy. There was just something about him after oh. the second visit. And then went away again. And then... I'm thinking, I wonder if he'll come back. And this was the time when the cricket season was on too. So I didn't know anything much more of what he was into, not realising he wasn't into the cricket. And um, I'm thinking, like it got to Wednesday night again, and I'm thinking, I wonder if he'll be back. No, he's probably at home watching the fucking cricket. I hate the fucking cricket. <laughs> and then I'm like, yeah, yeah. And then I had this client and um, he, he it was a young guy, I remember that, and then... I had him, I'd just done the checks and everything with this guy and um, I was walking out putting my money away and then the madam of the brothel said, oh, you've got a booking. And I went, oh, yeah? And this is later on in the evening and I said, who is it? He said, oh, it's Cranky Bear. And I went, oh, okay, cool. So I shoved my money in there, got into the booking and I was like, okay, hey, how you going? And he'd only booked me for half an hour so I was like, oh, sweet, okay, get my business go. Wow, that was like the best I've ever had. No one's ever got me off that quick. Oh, really? That's great. Nice to see you. Out the door. <laughs> GTFO. <laughs> Cleaned up the room and I was like, okay, I've got to refresh myself. So I'm like, okay, more perfume, more perfume. And then I walked out. Oh, hey, how you doing? 
And then um, got him in the room and he was asking me, oh, how's you, you know, your week been? And I said, oh, I had a bit of a bastard of a client forcing things on me that he shouldn't have been. And I certainly showed him, you know, anyway. And then sort of by the end of the booking, I said, look, I know this is going to sound like really mad, but I really like you and I wanted to see if you're into it. You're probably, probably not, but I really like you. How, you know, would you like to take things further? And he was like, uh, yeah, sure. And um, he said, do you have a pen? I said, no, I don't have a pen. Oh, he said, where's your car? And I said, oh, it's out the back. It's parked next to the bin there. Okay. And then it was sort of getting to closing time. And I, there was no one else came into the club the rest of the evening. So I sat there looking on CCTV footage where my car was. I'm going, is he going to put the, put that on? Um, I was looking at it so dead on and I'm like, he's not going to put it there. And then by the end of the night, thinking, Wow okay clearly he was not interested so I got dressed feeling really bummed and I walked out the back and I got to my car and sure enough there was a bit of paper with his number on it oh I went um. stealthy <laughs> <laughs> and I was like oh, I've got to immediately text him so I texted him and said wow you know it's gr- I was so nice to see you again we should catch up for for lunch or something and yeah that's literally that is awesome yeah it's kind of it is kind of pretty woman yeah (laughs) okay okay cranky bear yes (laughs) so quiet (laughs) which i don't think i've heard you this quiet ever (laughs) um so your side of the story so you come into the brothel so i guess first of all were you a regular brothel goer i was um more from the point of view that i was married Mm -hmm. and um, the marriage had sort of stalled and I was looking for companionship. Mm-hmm. Now, be it sexual or be it um, conversational, that's what I was looking at. Um, so things had soured quite much in the, in the marriage. So anyhow, went along to the brothel <clears throat> and uh, went upstairs and out comes the troop. First person is Madeline. Now, what impressed me here was... She took the time to look me dead square in the eyes, say a name, shake my hand and give me a smile. The other trollops walked out, looked like they had shit up their ass at what was up there for the last three weeks or so, <laughs> growling and... <laughs> okay. And some of them had head, heads on them like a bulldog chewing a wasp, so I really didn't want to look at them. them. So, <laughs> I, <laughs> I'm sorry. I just, I just love you so much. <laughs> so, I said... I'll take her. And basically, we, we had a great conversation. It wasn't all about gas. <laughs> there was a big part of it, but it wasn't all about gas. <laughs> well, gas in Star Wars is what we all got. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's all right. Gas and all these names. But, yeah. <laughs> anyhow, so we had a very good conversation and things like that. So anyhow, left and... So hang on. May I ask, like, you, you had... I mean, she brought it up, so I'm going to bring it up again. As someone who has issues at times, was the issues that you were nervous? Was it what was? The- I do have standard issues, right? Yeah. I hope so, um, one's probably the nervousness of it. I'm not always the first time, yeah. you know, yeah. running up the flag and salute. That's me as well. Yeah, and I'm more of a person who has uh, really got to get to know the person, be more comfortable. So probably the time frame situation. Um, yeah, that's that's why nothing sort of basically happened there. But you still enjoyed yourself. But I enjoyed. Clearly. But the, the, the yeah. thing was, was the conversation wasn't like <laughs> dumb ditzy stuff. It was actually quite deep, quite meaningful. <laughs> deep as farts can get. 
Well, you know. <laughs> Those deep farts. Well, well, well we, I think at one point there we discussed um, what a Klingon fart was. So that's oh, yeah. So we were talking about the style so. of what farts were and how they were. You know, so you've got a Klingon. crossover happened. Yeah, you've got oh. Klingon, you've got ninja farts. Yes, you know. crop dusting. Yeah, you've got all those type of thing, yeah. things. But... So we're having a bit of a giggle and laugh and things, but there were other things we yeah. were talking about. So, which was was good. It was I went, you know what? Someone can actually talk and not feel inhibited or anything else like that. And and the best part is is that hey, she's seen me naked, so hey, you know that's pretty good. Yeah. So anyhow, we we, we kind of did dating in the reverse. Yeah, we did. Yeah, dating. Yeah. Yeah. Angela and I did dating reverses. Yeah, get, we understand. Yeah, get your kid off, and that's all out the window. It's yeah, fantastic. Yeah. Um, so the next Wednesday um, went along, and I was uh, not in my normal work clothes. No. I was I was in my. Uh, oh, black that's right. You're wearing your blue blue suede shoes. And the blue suede shoes on the jeans I got. I had pink socks on. I had my black baseball Darth Vader shirt on. Yes, I did. No, you had your white Star Wars jacket on. Oh, this one. I, no, not that one. It had. <laughs> I remember it was the white oh, one. Oh, you thinking about me, me jacket? Yeah, the yeah, jacket. Yeah, with, with the Star Wars patch yep. on it. I remember. I knew it was something Star Wars. So, did you get dressed up for her? Yeah, I put a bit of effort into it. <laughs> you, so we, romantic. So we went along. along you and, are George Clooney. <laughs> so we went along. Or, and, I'm sorry, not George Clooney. Damn it! It's so I asked for a by name. Gere. Richard Gere. Yeah. Sorry, sorry. So went along. Asked by name, and out comes Madeline. And, Yahoo! So we off we go, and we were really we actually got into some really good not, not so much farting this time. We actually <laughs> really got into some things. We actually talked about uh, what was my story, what was her story. So we were really actually and you tried to guess my actual name, name, and uh, to, without slipping like over onto the wow. mic. But basically, I was pretty close. At least I've got the the, the generalisation. The first letter, yeah. yes, uh, he first did. couple. Okay, yeah, wow. wow, that's impressive. Madeline Albright, he knew. <laughs> yeah. so, your real which... name's Margaret Thatcher. <laughs> <laughs> so. From that, it was that sort of developed. And I went away after the three hours and that, and I went, you know what? This is a pretty cool chick. Yeah. And I thought, I wonder. All right, I'll go back. And I had it in my mind to see if she'd actually go out after <laughs> On the bus- third try. On the or third- the third business try. Yeah, yeah see, the- like, to go along and see if that she would be... Yeah. Interested in maybe pursuing an outside thing, but it so happened she got the plug in first. So, question, side note, how often would that happen yeah. that people would ask you out outside? All the time. Of, yeah. All the time. Okay. In fact, I distinctly remember one guy gave me his phone number and he said, if you don't contact me outside this, I'm going to shoot you. He actually. Nice. Was, yeah. That's and a I, way to pick someone up. Yeah, I know. <laughs> no, um, literally, um, I remember that and I as soon as I, I said right we're done see you later and I walked up to him and said don't ever let him back in he threatened to shoot me jeez hmm. no some guys can be really pushy about it hmm. um you know and like sorry to go off point here but I just one <laughs> one guy in particular I remember he wanted so desperately to go to see me outside um that I I was like look dude no the answer's no and then it just got to a ridiculous point, and I, I started playing some mind games with him, which was probably not the right thing to do, but he just was not taking no for an answer. Mm-hmm. And I was saying things like, yeah, I'm going to do a big, great, dirty shit on you, and I want my boyfriend's going to really love your ass, and all this, and it all backfired on me. He goes, yeah, I wouldn't mind doing that. And I'm like, oh, shit, 
that backfired. That's but, right. You bring your boyfriend into it, and I'm like, I'm listening. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like it was just a ploy yeah. to try yeah. and get him yeah. to back off, and he didn't. I, in saying that, though, I only ever saw one guy outside of these areas. It was a private. He was the only guy I ever saw, and he would pay me $300 up front to see me out front. Out. Yeah out of mm. those sorts of areas and he was a very nice man um he paid for the hotel room i just had to turn up basically um yeah cool awesome so, yeah but it would happen quite frequently i would get i at one point it was getting to the point i i used to have this like i suppose pencil case type thing i used to keep my lube and my condoms and that sort of thing in there I'd actually have a special little slot in there. Like there's like a little slot with people putting, giving me their numbers and I'd just shove them in there. Wow. Because it would happen so like often. your number goes with everybody else's. It's going to go in the bin. I had this uncanny ability to rem- memorize people's phone numbers even up to a week later because I figure my, my thinking was if I can remember the number up to a week later, you're not going to see me after that. And nine times out of ten, that would work. They go, oh, what's my number then? And I go, blah, 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 blah. And they'd be like, oh, you do remember. Mm-hmm. So. Nice. Wow. But this one was different. Cranky yeah. Bear. Cranky Bear was very like, different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. His, I don't know what it was. It was just, he was interesting. He was kind. He was a gentleman. Um, you know. I put the charm on. <laughs> <laughs> and I did a little bit of. Oh, yeah. no. Barry White. Barry White. Oh, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! No, it you was want just... me to make you rumble down below? <laughs> <laughs> if, if, if I remember, it was you that rumbled. You made quite a hell of a noise. <laughs> wow! <laughs> no. Woof! <laughs> no, but no, he. There was just something about him, and mm. I just went, "No, he's different. He's different from the rest." And it's it's not. I, I certainly broke my own rules because I made it a rule not to see clients outside mm-hmm. um, for obvious reasons because you don't know who these people are. But I, I seriously, sincerely felt safe. I felt, yeah, sort of a real connection. And yeah. <laughs> so, had you been to this brothel before? Yeah, I had. Was she new, or was it just you? I'd been a while since I had been there, so probably either. Different times or missed on shifts or whatever the case may okay. be. Just never ran across, you know, and that, that can, can happen because, I mean, let's face it, the girls are not working, well, Every- most are not working, you know, seven days a week. So there, there is those different changes and things like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, I, I love it. It's yeah, fascinating. It's such, a, it's such a, there's such a romance behind this story and I just, yeah. Yeah. No, no, it's... No, it, it's not an, an everyday type of story, and it's not one that we generally say. So we have to make up a story as to For actually the family. how we met. Oh yeah, it's and, that, of... and that's like, oh god, I wish I could tell you how we really met, but yeah. we we can't because I mean, my mum certainly doesn't know what I used to do, and she yeah. she was asking me a hell of a lot of questions, like where did you meet him? When you know, what what did you talk about? What did you do? You know, farts. Yeah, we talk about farts, farts mum. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I. I had to make up some. We we had to come to a, a story um, that we both do, both agreed on because I mean honestly, oh yeah, we met in a brothel. Yeah, that's yeah, really no. interesting. Well. We both we both gone in to ask directions. <laughs> oh, I was asking great. for the time. If <laughs> <laughs> you got the place. Uh, <laughs> Oh, it is. It's just great, and yeah. it's it's one of those things that I think that you know a lot of people 
I know, and I've talked about this on the podcast before, is growing up, you know, it's like sex work has such negative connotations in the yes. States, especially in the States. Mm-hmm. You know, sex workers, uh, unfortunately, are are below even criminals in many places in the U.S. Yep. And it it's so frustrating to, you know, like, I, and I think it's because nobody hears individual stories. Mm-hmm. Um, and unfortunately, sex work is painted with pretty wide strokes in the States. And so nobody cares to listen to the stories. But you hear individual stories. And, you know, we've talked to Lucy B. on the podcast, who is a private escort, and, and heard her stories. And it's just like, I mean, you're people doing a job. It's work. And occasionally, uh, Angela and I met at work. Yeah. I think you guys met at work as well. It's really no difference. So I don't see, you know. So how long did you guys date while you were still working at the brothel? Well, that's a, that's an interesting tile, actually. Well, well she our, was going to hang up her heels and G-string. Right? I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I only just wear those for him now. So. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, well... He see that's the thing. When we started dating, he he knew. It's, well, there was no point in trying to cover it because he he obviously knew what I did. But I had um, intentions to go back to uni because I, obviously this was not going to be a long term employment sort of situation. Because you look go, you get you get stretch marks. You things don't go back the way they used to. And I just I this was just a temporary solution. So I knew I was going to get eventually get out of it. Um, so I ended up going to another brothel. Um, somewhere else, which was a lot more classier than my last one, and so he was going to the non-classy brothels. Is that what you're <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Come on, cranky. No, bear. no, no. This one, this one. There's only so much you can do with this face. Oh. Uh, this brothel was like a. Apparently, was worth its net worth was about a million dollars. So it was quite quite wow. a classy brothel. The one that I ended up going to, and I got there. I knew one of the receptionists that worked there, and she got me in, sort of thing. And I was there for about, oh, I'd say at least four or five months. And because uh, I was seeing Cranky Bear here on on and off, like sort of throughout the week or whatever, I sort of started getting feelings of guilt. I thought, well, this isn't fair to him. And I'm, I'm falling very much head over heels with him. And what am I doing every day? I'm going to a brothel and I'm sleeping with absolute strangers every day. That's that's not a relationship. That's not right. Yes, okay, it's my job. But and he he and I had a discussion about this. He basically said, "Look, I know what you do for work and I can't stop you from doing it. I'm not going to even try. I'll, I'm still going to be with you, but I'm I'm not happy about it. But I, I'm not really one to say. I can't tell you what to do. It's not my place." And I went, "Yeah, okay, fair enough." And I sort of decided that that was it for me. I, it was starting to do my head in um, because all these younger, more attractive girls were coming in every day. There'd be long periods of time where I wouldn't get booked. And I just went, you know what, I'm sort of getting older. And I just went, yeah, I'm not – I don't think I want to be here anymore anyway. And by this stage, I'd, I'd heard I'd gotten into uni and I just went, no, that's it, I'm done. So um, just out of curiosity, and because I, I'm, I'm asking, because I'm assuming that's what the listeners are asking, mm-hmm. is like, you say I'm getting older, I'm getting older. Can you tell us what age? Do you mind telling us what age that was when you were um, getting older and wouldn't get booked? Because <laughs> I have a feeling I know where this number is, and it's a lot lower than... It's probably a lot younger <laughs> than what you would expect. Look, my perception of my age, as 
all my friends and relatives will tell you is I think I'm a lot older. And these girls that were coming in, we're looking like they're, they're just legal age. They're coming in. Like, I can't compete so with that. So legal in Australia is 18. Right. Yeah. yeah. These girls, 18-year-olds. Yeah. So at the time, I I just turned, I think, 30. Or was it 31? No, I was, 20, I was 29 when I started. And then I went, I turned 30. That's okay. right. So by 30, you were almost too you were, old. You were ready to retire well, at well, 30. Yeah, yeah, I was. Because, I mean, that's the thing. How can you compete? Well, if, if you're yeah. one of these guys that wants something completely different to what's at home, mm. you're yeah. going to go for the younger thing. Fair enough. Thing. Yeah. Right? It's so funny because it's I, I think amazing. about... Well, I think about what I, if, what I would look for. I would want a woman who is... 30 to 36. That would be yeah. my, like, that's what I want. But, but again, it's personal choice. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. Different so strokes, some, different folks. Some guys liked a more mature woman. Some guys liked a, a larger lady. Some go, some guys like smaller breasted women like myself. I was very popular in that department because I'm not very big in the breast department, I will admit. Um, you know, it's just a matter of preference. But in this particular place that I worked, younger was the more popular mm. in this case. And I just went, you know what? I don't think I could be bothered going to find the more mature places because I suppose what they mean by more mature is you have you are over a certain age to be able to even get through the door to work. And I hadn't reached that age, but I was I was too old for this place, if that wow. kind of makes yeah. sense. Yeah. And I didn't really yeah. want to go back to my old place um, because I was competing, again, with girls. that it, By the time I left the old place, girls were going in and – basically into these private intro rooms and starting hand jobs, like close the door, introduce themselves and start doing hand jobs before the client had even paid. Now that's dirty tactics in my opinion to get clients, but I wasn't prepared to do that. That's, that's, you know, that's not right. Yeah. You know, I know in business you you should, there's no, there's nothing fair about it, but when there's only so many clients to go around, I, you know, I guess it's first in best dress sort of thing, but I wasn't prepared to do that. Yeah, so yeah. that's fair. Yeah. So I, I, again, asking for for myself, like how many guys? Like I, my big concern is always I would go in and not, and I would have performance issues. Yep. And it's funny because I get, I know I get in my own head over this because I get in my own head even getting a massage. Like the first first few massages I got, I would say half the massage I'm stressing out. Once I realized this, this was going to be a happy ending massage. Mm-hmm. Even knowing I'm going to pay for this, I have the option even to pay for this. My for the first forty minutes, I'm stressing out over when she tells me to roll over. You know, it's it's not big enough. It's not you know I can't get hard enough. Whatever. Which knowing that it's like sort of like the chef at the restaurant going, you know, <laughs> it's just a piece of meat. That's all it is. But so how often would you run across that? The guys that would have performance issues or. Okay, that, that's an interesting question because some guys become drug affected. Okay, so coke and having sex don't usually mix. I'll just can I just point that out to people who want to take <laughs> drugs? Don't take drugs and have sex at a brothel. It doesn't work. <laughs> um, but you know, for the guys that did come in again, to that that gentleman that I um, I with the prostate cancer and yeah. had his prostate removed. For him, it was quite a big issue. Now, he was quite a regular, so I could work with that. I, I got to know him. We took our time. We just eased into it, okay? And I just, you know, I didn't have to say much. I just, you know, reassured him because he would ask me questions like, what are you thinking about right now? That was one distinct uh, question I remember him saying to me, and I said, 
I said to him, well, I'm, I'm kind of curious what you feel like inside of me would be the question. And bang, it'd go up like that for him. Mm-hmm. We also tried um, various different other ways to do a handjob. Um, I can't remember the name of it, but it was a, a special type of technique. Like rather than me going up and down like this standard, rubbing the like grabbing it at the base and then rubbing the, the tip of the head mm-hmm. just round and round like that it did it for him. And just doing things like that seemed to really help. I just I just tried to make the, the whole situation as as pleasant and as comfortable and, and easygoing as I possibly could. And for him, it worked. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes I wasn't very successful doing those sorts of techniques. Again, there was one guy, he only got off when I treated him like shit. So... I just, I mean, yeah, it, that's not for me, but I get it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just, I think if you're going to go to a brothel... It's a matter of a, tri- a trial and test, mm-hmm. I guess. Like, okay, you go with one girl. Okay, she wasn't for me. All right. It doesn't mean that's the end of the end of the story there. There's a whole multitude of girls. It's just mm-hmm. a matter of finding the one that you, you kind of have a kind of a small connection that's going to work for you, yeah. um, that's mm-hmm. going to make you the most comfortable, I guess, is my advice there. And be able to provide the service yeah. that you want. Yeah, you have to be, feel comfortable. If you're going in there, you, okay, you get the ditzy blonde. Say that's your thing, right? Your ditzy blonde with the big tits. Oh, hey, Slee, let's do this. Oh. No, it, well, obviously, if that's not your thing, that's not going to turn you on. You're going to get nervous. You're going to go, yep, yeah, this is this is not yeah. for me. So you have to find that that, that person is, that's going to work for you, I, I think. I, that's my experience with that. Um, just finding someone that you're going to connect with, even if it is just for that one hour or half an hour. I think that's mm-hmm. good advice. Yeah, yeah. You have to. It's a bit like going to the doctors. The first doctor's opinion is crap. Always go seek a second. Opinion. Get a second. Opinion. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Uh, and and you, cranky bear. Do you have advice on first timers? Like, if you're going to go, like, do you have some some sage advice? Ooh, sage advice. Um, look. I think if you're going to go in there, go in with respect. Don't go in there with disrespect. I also think that even if you don't see a maybe a potential uh, woman that you'd like to be with, go say, okay, fine, walk away, come back, come back at another time, even maybe say what you're looking for. Have something in your mind. Um, I would dare say that it's a very big temptation um, in brothels and a lot of guys will try to do the uh, bareback. Yeah. I don't think it's a cool thing mm-hmm. to do. Yeah. I think there are some women that in, in that system that are happy to do it for a price. But then again, what's the price if your dick start remaining between your legs and might fall <laughs> off on the ground? Well, that's that's another point, actually. Um, what's that term now? Stealthing. Stealthing. That, that was happening... It, when I was working, it, it happened to me a couple of times. The guy would try and I just, like, I had this great technique. They would go from behind. That's the usual way they would mm. rip mm-hmm. the condom off. See, I wasn't stupid. I knew what they were trying to do. So I had this habit when I was in the, the doggy position, I'd actually put my head between my legs. And in the moment they did it, I'd just back off and go, oi, put a condom on it or we're, we're done. And I could actually remember another guy. He was an idiot, this guy. Um, he tried to put it in me without a condom being on. So I was laying on my back. He sort of had me sort of pinned down and I was able to actually, um, like because I have really long legs, I was actually able to push my foot up against his throat and I said, you either put a condom on it or we are done. 
it's as simple as that. And he's like, oh, but no, that's it. We're done. And I walked out of there. Okay, number one, that's fantastic that you limber enough and long enough to do that. Number two, that's fucking hot that you can do that. <laughs> number three, um, where do I sign up for that? <laughs> you can abuse me <laughs> any way you want, Mrs. Albright. <laughs> Just a, a point that's come to mind in doing all this. It, I actually found myself because I was this quiet. It's hard to believe now, but I, I was this quiet. I, I didn't say much to anyone really um doing this type of work it actually brought me out of my own shell so to speak and i a funny story um that comes to mind was there was this one guy trying to push an issue um like he he obviously he wanted a roman shower that was one of the three that was trying to push push the issue remember ladies and gentlemen that's vomiting (laughs) (laughs) i was i was sort of going down on him and he just kept trying to ram it down my throat and i was getting really annoyed with him i said you ever stop i see in my case i gave him three chances and i said look if you're going to continue to be an idiot we're done and then at this point I was sort of like, mm, what do I do here? And then he wanted another girl. And our appointment had finished. And another girl in the hallway said to me, you should have been out of there like 10 minutes ago. I said, yeah, I know. He's being a dick. He goes, well, you shouldn't have to put up with that. And it was at that moment. It was a light bulb moment. I said, yeah, you're right. I don't have to. I stormed out there butt naked up to reception. I said, you get that dickhead out of there. And I just <laughs> lost my shit. I, and his mate was sitting there and he's just like, why do I go, oh, crap, what's my mate done? I said, he's being a fuckwit. He's doing things I did not agree to. I'm not doing this. If he wants to be thrown up on, get his mate to do it because I'm not. And I stormed in the, into the change room and started kicking lockers and carrying on like mm-hmm. I did. And they kicked him out. And then the manager came and said, what the hell happened? I said, he was being a dick. I'm not putting up with that. And it was like a light bulb moment for me. Because up until that moment, being brought up, no, you don't, you don't speak your mind, you be quiet, mm-hmm. don't say yeah. anything. And it was just like an instant light bulb moment. And in that industry, you can get away with that stuff. Like, it's not like a regular job either. Because if I was to go to my regular job and do stuff like that, I'd be fired. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, get done for code of conduct violation or something. <laughs> um, you know, whereas in that industry, yeah. You could speak your mind. You could do things like that. And I think that's what I kind of miss a little bit about it was being able to speak my mind when I when I had to and being, you know, um, like the feminist, I guess you could say. <laughs> but it sounds like your self-confidence had increased enough at that point oh, to yeah. be able to do that. Because if you didn't have that, that confidence in yourself, there's no way that you'd be able to stand up for yourself. No, definitely not. And, yeah, it was – I just – I still remember that because it was like an instant light bulb. Yeah, you're right. I don't have to put up with that. <laughs> and I stopped out. I had no clothes on. And this is in front of everybody. And, yeah, it was just like, yeah, I'm – Roaring like a whatever it is, a lion. I'm roaring. <laughs> you bring out your inner Katy Perry. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I love so it. yeah, it it as I said, there are elements like that I, I miss about it, but in a lot of ways, like putting up with the stinky guy or the guy that's on drugs, I don't miss any of that. That's yeah. for sure. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you very much. I do hear that there's a cockroach story. Yes. We're gonna edit that part out. We're gonna we're gonna talk about that, but we're gonna edit that out and put it on our Patreon page for <laughs> anyone. Anybody who comes along, it's gonna be free. Just go to our Patreon page, which we'll tell you how to get to later. And then, you know, if you like it, you know, 
feel free to, to <laughs> join our Patreon page and we would love to, to you know, give you a little more. Mm-hmm. Um, but thank you so much for your time, for your stories, both of you, Cranky Bear and Cranky and, Bear. Uh, cranky yes. Bear. Thank you. <laughs> thank, thank you. Thank you for having us. Um, yeah, I think we'll, we'll, you sound like you have enough stories that we could get you back and then just do whole, Anytime, a whole Anytime, guys. Do a whole stories yeah. episode. I love it. It's been great. Uh, yeah, yeah and maybe I'll get the courage to to actually go one of these days because I'm, I'm just a big yeah. chicken. I want to go. I do. I want. It's on my bucket list. It's on my bucket list. Your bucket list? Your bucket yeah. list? Yeah. It's on my bucket list. <laughs> so, yeah, but uh-huh. we'll see. Um, so find us at the atomsoflove at gmail.com. Send us your emails. We are on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at By the By Podcast. Or you can go to our website, www.bythebye.com.au. Uh, our OnlyFans site and our Patreon page are both at By the By Podcast, or I'm sorry, or By the By Podcast if you go onto the sites and search for them. It's www.patreon.com slash by the by podcast. Any yeah. final words from you? No, it's it's been really nice. I'm I love hearing the stories and just hearing about the journey from the beginning and then from the time that you retired and, and of course how you met Cranky Bear. So you had a thank Richard Gear moment. It's so exciting. <laughs> yes, so thank you for coming on and, well, thanks and talking for having and telling your story. Yeah. Thank you. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.